Self-Made Life is a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. We're here to inspire small, local, and creative businesses along their journey to success. We'll give you a behind-the-scenes look at your favorite local businesses and what it's like to be self-made. Welcome to episode one of the Self-Made Life Podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'm here with Sydney and Megan, and we're here to talk about how to start a business. So the three of us have been running our own businesses for some time, and we will walk through each of our stories to kind of share how we got started, what steps we took along the way, but we'll also share how we just started our own business together for the self-made life podcast. So I'm going to hand it off to Megan. Do you want to start? Yes. And just side note, Oliver is here recording with us. So if you hear random baby sounds, that's just him putting in his two cents. Um, people love the baby noises. Yeah, they love the baby noises. So or barking because Winnie's also here. <laughs> yep. It's real life in this uh, room. Um, so yeah, I started my photography business seven years ago. I went to school for photography way back in the day and I knew I wanted to do it as some part of my life, not necessarily as a career, but maybe as a hobby, I hadn't really decided yet. And then was kind of doing it freestyling, working in Toronto at a media company. Um, so I was still in the media field, but I wasn't doing necessarily photography full time. And then Isaac, my first son, was born in 2012, and I was taking pictures of him because, of course, mom, I gotta take pictures of my kid. And then I had friends reaching out to me saying how much they liked my pictures and that they wanted me to take pictures of their kids. So I was like, okay, why don't I just start taking pictures of kids? Yeah. And then, so in 2012, I started actually getting paid for taking pictures of kids and their families and so I was like you know what let's let's do this so I decided to make it my business as and that was before Instagram that was before Instagram so it was like Facebook word of mouth mom Mm -hmm. groups my website looks looked a lot less like what it does right now (laughs) which is still kind of a work in progress but let's be honest websites are always a work in progress but yeah so now I am hopefully going to go full-time hopefully this year fingers crossed but yeah it's been my side hustle slash dream and uh, making it work and it's definitely been a slow grow but I truthfully haven't put 100% effort into it every single year and I feel like if I had I would have been full-time probably about five years ago but kids life gets in the way yeah life gets in the way and other things take priority and it it happens and so I'm this year I'm trying to make it work (laughs) when we're going to we're gonna kill it this year Um, 2019 (laughs) the year to kill it (laughs) just straight kill it so I feel like I kind of talked about it on the last podcast but basically I was sick of working retail. I was sick of working for other people. And I had seen so much of the handmade community starting to come out of the woodwork. And I just knew that I needed to be a part of it because people are so awesome in this community. Yes, totally. Yeah. And it's literally, I hate, I love and hate the saying, but like boss babes is such a thing. Mm -hmm. And like babes supporting babes is like such a thing. And I literally don't know that I would still be in this business if it wasn't for other people supporting us and what we do because it's what keeps you going every day honestly and it just kind of keeps you feeling supported feeling like you're doing something that actually matters and keeps you going every day so I am thankful for you guys first of all (laughs) just bring them the gratitude this morning yeah I I don't know I just was sick of working for every everyone else and making minimum wage and feeling like I was getting nowhere and feeling like I had nothing behind me I went to school twice so I actually went to school for photography for literally a hot minute and <laughs> dropped out before my first exams because I didn't want to have to pay money for something that I already was doing professionally at the time. 
and then photography didn't take me as far as I wanted it to and this will be in another podcast episode but basically having people take you seriously is a huge thing and especially when you're a creative and having your friends take you seriously is even more Mm -hmm. of a step up yes because your friends and I don't even blame people for this because I feel like I even do it sometimes like nobody wants to pay full price for anything ever so (laughs) If they don't have to pay you full price, they get the friend discount, especially when it comes to something like photography that can get pretty pricey. I feel like people will try to knock your product pricing and whatnot down. So I feel like that's a huge thing. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But yeah, that's basically what happened with my photography business. And then I took a break and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I mean, I'm only 24. I'll be 25 this year and I still don't think I have it figured out. But I went back to school for photography or sorry, after photography, I went back to school for culinary arts. So I was super interested in baking and did cooking and baking, hated cooking, and did four, <laughs> literally, I went to class every day, but I hated it, and then, long story short, basically, we did a meat class, and I almost fainted, so, me cooking meat is not a thing, and I'm not vegan, but cooking meat is not my favorite thing, but as soon as we got to the baking side of it, I was completely obsessed and infatuated with it, and I wish I could do it more, but obviously, business gets in the way. Make a mean pumpkin loaf. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't baked in a while, but I actually made a pumpkin loaf this morning, and that's she what we were eating. She brought us some treats for our episode. Oh, yeah. So hopefully, maybe that's my 2019 goal, is to bring treats to the podcast. Yes. So if you're going to be a guest, you look forward to some homemade treats. Yes. But yeah, so basically, I went to school twice, and got a little bit out of it not a whole lot but didn't want to work retail anymore and knew I needed to do something on my own and be an entrepreneur and that's where this business came to life so that's basically my the gist of my story what about you Ashley (laughs) all right well um so as I mentioned earlier on the other episode I went to school for design after that I actually randomly started selling Stellan Dot and if you guys don't know what Stellan Dot is it's a multi-platform multi-level marketing right yeah multi-level marketing good old MLM Um, (laughs) MLM Um, and at the time honestly I just wanted to get some free jewels out of it and kind of spruce up my wardrobe meet new people because I was kind of like working but also found that I lost touch with a lot of friends and just and it's wanted... hard to make friends as an adult yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> it is it's so hard so yeah I just wanted some girl time connect with other people um did that for a couple of years met some really great friends along the way but then as I found that I was selling less jewelry and then I was ended up designing and making more business cards for other stylists I was just like well I might as well just freelance design Mm -hmm. so I freelance design for um, a couple years and got into calligraphy again so Tane and I moved in together uh, almost three years ago but we've always been on separate work schedules up until probably this year so I didn't know anyone in Burlington I needed something to get my mind off of it so I took up calligraphy and yeah we accidentally started this business um together on weekends we would uh do some projects together and just spend time together and that's how we kind of started from there so and you came to visit me at Burlington. Yes, <laughs> I was that little unicorn that went to visit Sydney at Burlington Maid and was like, I want to start a business. Oh, can you make me a cake for my wedding? Because <laughs> she had mentioned that she like baked cakes. And then I also I think I asked you if you could like make me some pillow covers. <laughs> well, because you were telling me about your fabric and how it's like... Michael Spiel. Yeah, she, she gave me the whole spiel. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's how... How did you find me? I, well, I walked into Burlington, Maine, and you were just there. Oh. You were like... <laughs> I was right like, I, I didn't know in. if you, like, did your, like, Instagram, like, research or what. I knew of you, and I thought that it was really cool how you launched certain collections. 
I thought that was a very like cool strategic like business move and it was like oh my god like I really need to get like this mermaid print (laughs) and I like I think I waited until it probably like went on sale (laughs) no you're not the only one that does that don't worry but (laughs) I do the same thing yeah like fast forward now I I have so many of her bags and I just love them for all my pen supplies all my puppy supplies actually I need another one for all my puppy (laughs) supplies is full of box bags because it's perfect size for for all of your baby needs. It really is. Yeah. Guys, thank you. You're so cute. This turned into like compliment Sydney moment. This podcast is sponsored by. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, funny story actually. I'm making a mama bag for Bodie <gasps> in a corgi print. Oh, so maybe goodness. we'll have to find a dash on print for you. Yes. Oh my gosh, please. Yeah. Dog so moms. yeah, dog moms, keep me posted. Because we travel so much with Bodhi. I don't know if you guys know this, but random tidbit. Um, my boyfriend actually lives in the States, so I am not in Canada at all times. And that also means picking up and moving a 10-month-old dog <laughs> across the border um, every now and again. Yes, Ollie, put your two cents in. So, yeah, basically I do need a mama bag for Bodhi at all times. I hear you on that because Winnie's always going to grandma's. You want to go to grandma's? Okay. And then he's like a perfect angel. I swear he loves her more than me. Same with my dad. He's like, I just listened to him 12 times more. And I'm like, why are you the alpha male? I'm your owner. What is happening? My goodness. So basically, I think we should break into our first segment. Um, This is one we're going to carry through each of the podcasts. Um, We're going to do a boss or bust of the week. And I know I'm kind of springing this on you guys. So I will start off... I feel like I have 29 busts and maybe one <laughs> boss, so I feel like I will give you one of my busts. This week, I have been kind of stressed because I just have so much on the go right now with one of a kind literally around the corner. I feel like I'm super, 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 super behind, but we are going to catch up. It's going to happen. But yeah, that's why I'm taking a bus this week because I feel like... Life is just getting in the way. <laughs> Too much is happening right now, and life is getting in the way. What about you, Ash? I think I had a bus this week, too. <laughs> uh, well, no, not completely. So I had a boss, and I went out to Toronto to this uh, networking roundtable thing. Oh, yeah. It was a group of ladies. Was it who, literally a round table? Yeah. Well, no. We, <laughs> I was under that. I'm like, yeah. It says round table, but is the table actually round? <laughs> there actually, well, there was a small table, but we ended up being in like this other area because they had double booked the, I think it's called the jungle room. It was at Make Lemonade, which is a really cute like co-working I've heard space. That place. Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. Very Instagrammable. So it was there. It was led by Sylvia from Via Calligraphy. And yeah, it was just a bunch of ladies who came out to share their experience about starting a business or wanting to start a business. Cool. And it was just nice to connect with people like on a very like personal, like face-to-face level. Again, Um, meeting other adults. Yeah, like (laughs) in real interaction. Which is so impossible when you are a small business maker sometimes. Yeah. But then back, I caught the train home and was feeling super sick, got home, went to bed, woke up an hour later, and had the stomach flu. So I'm just just getting over that, and I'm so glad. I hate being sick. But yeah, that was kind of my bust after that. No, 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 girl, take a bust. Yeah, that's like a that's like a boss. The bus part of it was just you still got work done though while you were sick. Yeah, yeah, I tried. Okay, so boss, boss. (laughs) All right, okay, Meg. I feel like I had a boss week because I had a huge contract with engineering firm for all of their corporate headshots this week, and I drove to Toronto and I did like fifteen minutes of shooting and I shot 10 headshots in those 15 minutes for a lunch break and I just like 
I got it done. I pounded it out, and I feel like that was a boss moment because it was a it was a huge deal for me. So. Yeah, I'm gonna take a boss this week. Yeah, girl, nice. take it. You go for it. Say yeah to headshots. And how did that go with all those businessy men? Because I remember were, you were telling us about. Yeah, I was worried that it was gonna be just ten grumpy old men in business suits. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that they'd all be like, "I don't want my photo taken," but they were actually really good about it, and it wasn't all um, grumpy old. Men. And there was That's a couple good. ladies and a lot of like younger guys, and I felt since they were all standing around together, mm-hmm. that they were kind of making each other laugh. Yeah, not necessarily in a family style, like okay, jump up and down and make funny faces, but no, I feel like but... they all felt really awkward, which worked for my advantage because right. they all had like ridiculously big smiles on their faces. Oh, good. So I told them to have a neutral face and then bring it into a smile, and then I would make. Big, make it bigger. Make it bigger. <laughs> and they all were like, who is this lady? Is this lady used to working with kids? <laughs> yeah, it's because they're so, so used to working with kids. And then, um, and but then I would show them the picture afterwards, the neutral compared to the smile. Yeah. And they all love the smile one because they're like, yeah, that looks like me. It's more That's more genuine. It's, yeah, it's natural. It's more approachable. Mm-hmm. Like if you went onto somebody's website and you're like, okay, I need a lawyer. And you looked at all their pictures and all of them were like like stern grins um, or stern faces yeah. and then like one person had a big friendly smile aren't you going to pick the one with the big friendly smile of course yeah <laughs> like I'm not going to want the the dude that looks like he's gonna just judge me yeah with his like neutral face and there's a grimace but I want the person <laughs> that has like a big jolly smile yeah and I think everybody's like that so I, I try to take those yeah. pictures of people in that corporate setting yeah. like yes I'm going to give you the no smile face as well if that's what yeah. you want to use but I'm also going to give you the approachable look too because if I was a customer I want the approachable one do you want to be approachable or do you want to be Batman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which one do you want? You should use that line next yes, time. Yes, I will. I'm going to steal it from you. I will borrow it. The queen of one-liners yes. over yes. here. Sometimes I'm quick. Sometimes yeah. I'm witty, but not often enough. <laughs> so today's intro is going to be about starting a business. Oh. Yes, Ollie. Yeah, yeah you, you tell, tell us. <laughs> Whoa, guys. Are you going to own a business too, buddy? Say hell yeah. Say yeah. Smiles. I wish you guys could see this smile right now. Oh, you're so cute. So on the on the subject of starting a business, what do you guys think are the first steps that you should take um, when starting a business? Well, definitely if like when you're starting a business, are you starting a product-based business or a service-based business or mixed? True. Like for myself, I'm a service-based business because mm-hmm. I'm photography. I do – it's a service. Mm-hmm. And for you, you're product-based because you have your bags that you make and someone buys a product from you. Right. But for Ashley, they, they are both. a product and a service because not only do they have their calligraphy and their signs, they also have their courses. So it's a product and a service-based business. So definitely when you're starting a business, you need to decide, okay, what is my business? What am I selling? What right. am I producing? Right. What am I trying to have my clientele buy from me? Right. Um, and I would say, too, like, you got to start off by thinking, yeah, what is your product or yes. service going to be? And then from there, it's really important to um, pick a name. Yeah. It's probably one of the hardest things to do. For us, we started with this and that I mean it took us a while but we weren't entirely sure what we were going to do when we started and honestly we could still branch out and that's the beauty of our name and why we like it so much is because I can go into pretty much anything now because of our name mm-hmm. um so once you have your name you also got to check if it's available online so yeah, you got to figure out Facebook website right URLs. exactly oh, um and then also um, registering your business. You have to be able to see if someone already has that business name or whether like whether it's taken, whether it's not, whatever the situation is. And we'll have a uh, small business lawyer on as well to kind of like talk about the whole like nitty gritty behind I need that. What you need. Yeah. <laughs> I need that in my life. You know what? It's a it's a huge gray area. Like you go into this, you 
Google online and you just like, there's just so much information out there and it's hard to kind of like narrow down what exactly you need. Like there's Mm -hmm. sole proprietor, there's partnerships. Uh, So yeah, we'll have a small business lawyer on uh, one of the episodes and she'll kind of get down to the nitty gritty of things, what you need when starting a business, uh, how to register. I need her Uh, help. Big time. (laughs) Literally. And it's cool too, because I feel like Going to a lawyer is scary in itself. Oh, yeah. Take like, all I, my money. I would yeah. be like, hey, take all my money. And also, I'm terrified to talk to you because I feel like I come at it, like, from the most, like, beginner of terms. And I'm not going to know anything about what I'm talking about and all that kind of stuff. So, I feel like having someone that actually is, like, literally there to answer any questions, comments, concerns at all times and understands, like, you're just starting out. Yeah. So... A big thing for us when we started was when we did start, we actually set up a business banking account so that we could keep our financials separate. So I know. Sydney, I need to do that too. Sydney and Megan are looking <laughs> at me with like daggers. Yeah, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> but yeah, like it will help you so much when it comes to tax time. If you're working with a bookkeeper um, and I'll actually, we'll actually have a bookkeeper on an episode and an accountant on an episode and they'll kind of just like explain like why it's important to have it set like this. And whipping me and Megan into shape. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We oh my just, goodness. I'm so bad with that. I need to start my own bank account for my photography yeah. business. Like, I really need to. <laughs> it's just, like, easier to see, like, that, like, crystal clear line, like, in the sand. Like, okay, this is business. This is that. Yeah. Because, um, like, and also, like, keep all your receipts, too. Like, Keep track of your mileage if you're driving to Toronto for a shoot or if you're going to drop off a wholesale order. Like, make sure you're Mm -hmm. keeping track of all those mileage because you can actually write off a certain percentage of your car, the travel, the gas. And and when your car is as expensive as mine is. Yeah, the (laughs) the wear and tear. Yeah. Basically. So that has been really helpful for us. Uh, we are actually just finished our uh, cleanup of our bookkeeping with Jesse from the Boost Up, who will be on an episode. Jesse has been a complete angel, and I'm so <laughs> grateful for her. If she's listening right now, she's probably laughing her head off. Yeah. And terrified to meet me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got four years worth or three years worth of uh... Etsy nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of Etsy, that's um, another thing that you need to get going is start an email. Once yeah. you figured out your name is start an email. Even if it's a Gmail, it doesn't need to be hello at whatever. Yeah. It doesn't need to be fancy right from the get-go. You can figure it out as you go. But yeah, starting an email is super important. And then from there, that allows you to be able to open an Etsy store. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you need to have all your stuff in place so that you can get your URL for Etsy and all that fun stuff, which is a bit of a headache in the beginning, but I promise you'll get through it. It's probably easier now. And then from there, honestly, it's just photos and product building and product knowledge and figuring out what works and I just honestly say fake it till you make it you'll figure it out as you go you use YouTube use um network with people yeah use honestly use Instagram and reach out to people because if you don't know what you're doing there's a chance that other people are gonna know especially people that have maybe more established businesses. Like when I started on Etsy, I had a friend that already had an Etsy business. And I was like, please teach me everything. Send me your codes, your referral codes so that you can get free listings and all that kind of stuff. So if you guys want to start a business, (laughs) little plug plug here, um, please reach out to us and let um, specifically me know, um, Sydney know that you um, would like my Etsy referral code and we can set you up with that. Oh, I didn't know that they had that. Yeah. So then you get a bunch of free listings. Oh. So it really helps in the beginning because your Etsy bill can get pricey when you're setting up a whole bunch of listings. Yeah. Because they charge you per listing and then per transaction. And actually, yeah. they've even started charging on shipping too. What? Which is kind of BS. 
no offense Etsy, but really offense Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not even dealing with Canada Post. We have to go through dealing with Canada the Post. The nightmare that is Canada Post. Yeah, so that I feel like that's even just a whole nother episode is literally just Etsy in itself. Um, but if you are not a handmade maker and you are just a handmade shopper, please understand that if our prices are a little higher, it's because Etsy does take such a big cut from us. And it is because Etsy, I know it sucks to pay X, X number dollar of shipping, but yeah, Etsy does take a commission from what we're making and also what we're shipping. So keep that in mind when you are shopping online. So what I'm hearing is get a website where you can yeah. put your product on your website and not use Etsy. But I do love Etsy though. And honestly, I don't know I don't know that I'll ever get rid of Etsy because there's people from all over the world that have found me because of Etsy. And that's yeah. I think I'm so thankful for that reason. And honestly, that's why I don't know that I'd ever get rid of it. Like Texas and Nashville, all over the states and Finland. I've even sent stuff to the Northwest Territories, which is like super, super, super north, like Nunavut, and which was a really random order, which was really cool though. So that for that reason, I feel like I love Etsy because people can just kind of search through the whole site and find you. Sing it out, little man. <laughs> but yeah, for that reason, that's why I love Etsy and I feel like I wouldn't get rid of it, but... I would say probably 90% of our orders come from Instagram anyways. Yeah. I mean, we started out on Etsy and it was great. And we got orders from all over as well. But then when we started working with a bookkeeper and the Etsy um, payout payout was like gone, like went up with like the percentage hike. We just kind of like had to take a step back and like reevaluate things because to us, like we just saw it as like not being worth it. And we wanted to kind of like build our brand more so that I like, I think it's different with you because you have a very distinct like line of bags that you always come out with whereas like it's do, not just a one a one here and there yeah kind of product yeah like we do wedding items and I feel like that's a very saturated market on Etsy mm-hmm. and I just feel like it was we were getting lost in there because people kind of like went on there to just price shop and it wasn't well that's the biggest thing is people will say oh I like this wooden sign but I also like this wedding sign and it's a little bit cheaper, so I'm going to go with this one. Yeah, exactly. So, And that's a whole nother podcast, yeah. talking oh, about yeah. pricing and valuing your work. Yeah, so we kind of like took a step back and we reevaluated things. We built our website on a Squarespace e-commerce platform and have been doing uh, selling through that. But we also kind of started doing more uh, service-based business too. So we offer workshops now and calligraphy signage for weddings, uh, whereas we were just doing like the one-off products. And I feel like when you're first getting started, like it's okay to try different things. It's all about trial and error. You mm-hmm. kind of see what works for you, what doesn't, and then you kind of just reassess and continue on because like nothing is set in stone and this is your business. Like you can basically do what you want. That was kind of like my business. I started like doing this subject base and then I was like, well, I kind of want to branch off into like this subject base, but then like, okay, well, all of the clients are over in this kind of subject base so it's kind of like an ever evolving yeah thing it's it's never really in one spot and you only do this although there are some people that like only do no newborns and they rock yeah. it yeah and then other people's only do headshots and they rock it so mm-hmm. really it's it's all trial and error and mm-hmm. I feel like when you first start a business too, especially a service-based business, yeah. you kind of have to be open to anything that anyone's going to come at you with just to build your portfolio mm-hmm. and just to build your clientele. And so kind of being open to doing anything at the time is always a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Like when we first, even when we first started our business, like we were more willing to take on projects where people would be like, hey, can you make us a carryall, but can you make it two inches deeper? 
Or can you make us a pouch that doesn't have a gusset so it's flat? And yes, we do a lot of custom orders like that, but we're kind of getting to the point now where we're so busy that us throwing in a random custom order doesn't always work for us. But if we're having a downtime, we are willing to work with people. Yeah, so even like setting out time like in the slow seasons Mm -hmm. to like open up for custom orders because then that's kind of more an incentive for those custom shoppers to come to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right now, my, all my clients are people who are traveling, and I'm jealous of all of them. Yeah, like my <laughs> mom like, sent me that text message yesterday. She's like, tell Sydney her mermaid's bag's going to Las Vegas with me. And I'm okay. like, can I get in your mermaid bag and go to Las Vegas with you? Exactly. <laughs> or someone just ordered to, from me, and they're like, I'm going to take two bags to go to Cuba. And they're like, actually, I can't resist. I'm going to get three. I'm going to Cuba. And I'm like... I'm coming to Cuba with you. <laughs> Please <laughs> make a Sydney size bag. And yeah. And you can just check me with the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Please. <sighs> Anything to escape this cold right now, right? Yeah. As we're recording, I'm just like looking outside and it's just like a barren, barren world of snow and ice and I'm not ready to go outside. Yeah. Hashtag Canada. Hashtag Canada. All right, guys. So we're going to do some Q&A. Uh, We got some lovely questions from our followers Mm -hmm. on Instagram. So the first question is, how do you respond when someone questions your product's worth? Hmm. So this was a huge thing for me when I first started. Um, I started with pretty fair prices, and I, I still think that my bags are pretty fair priced. When I look at people who do similar bags to us or random companies that also have pouches um they're around the same price or maybe a bit more for different reasons um but honestly I went to a an informational night for one of a kind and that was kind of the night I decided that I was gonna take the leap and apply to one of a kind and everyone told me at that info session that I needed to raise my prices everyone yelled at me and said, Sydney, your work is worth more than what you are currently charging. And especially because it's you and your mom in business, you need to be able to raise your prices to make it worthwhile. And even like I was just saying with the whole Etsy thing, like because Etsy's taking such a commission, you need to raise your prices to be able to... Compensate for it. Exactly. Yeah. And make up for... I mean, I drive... To buy supplies probably in this when we're having a busy season I'm probably on Ottawa Street buying zippers two or three times a week at least and that's gas to drive there it's my time to go there and also my mom works 40 hours a week so scheduling her in on her days off to work for like to work and make sure that she's getting stuff sewn so I think that often people don't realize when they're buying from a small maker or a small like small business in general they don't realize how much time is actually going into that one specific product and blood and sweat and tears and (laughs) tired nights and early mornings lots of coffee like i I kind of like to markets yeah like for photo shoots um my price isn't based on me they're taking your photos for half an hour, an hour and a half, or however long your shoot is. My time is also prepping before the shoot, all of the emails back and forth, making sure that your shoot is everything it wants to be. The time that it takes me to get to your shoot and home. And, and location while, yeah, scouting. While I'm there, location scouting. And then afterwards, like I handpick all of the best images from everything I shoot. And then I edit all of them to make yeah. sure that all of the lighting is consistent. All of like the tones or the tonal range that they should be. And make sure like everything's good. So it's not just, okay, yeah, you were with the family for an hour thanks for your time it was no I spent however many hours before the shoot and then however many hours after the shoot it's like saving all of the files on like a couple hard drives backing it up the paying for the hard drives paying paying for for the hard drives yeah paying for the equipment and then um, paying your hydro bill for your computer (laughs) to be able to go you know there's so much that goes yeah and like the gallery sending the gallery off and then printing if you wanted prints and so there's so many other aspects than just physically being there 
there and taking the physical picture is mm-hmm. just one tiny piece of the whole service package. And a lot of people don't really realize that. Like, oh, yeah, she just came and took her pictures for half an hour. Well, no, actually, there's a whole much – there's a whole world. Yeah on each side of just me taking your photo. So like the price should reflect all of your time. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. for us too, like I've always said since the beginning, I want to be able to support other local and small businesses in my business. So for me, I shop as local as possible for everything. Does that mean everything is coming from a 20 mile radius? No, but everything I try to get as local or as Canadian as I possibly can. So I'm other, I'm also supporting other businesses in the time that I'm shopping mm-hmm. so that it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm ordering fabric from some big box company. In China. <laughs> in China. Yeah. yeah. Coming from nowhere. And so like all my zippers are made in Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm supporting the small business down the like a couple blocks down the street from me that sells those zippers so I'm keeping those people employed so yes it might cost me a little bit more but yes it is worth it in the long run because you're not just supporting some big box store Mm -hmm. you're keeping it local Mm -hmm. yeah I think for us too like we always get this too and have price hagglers and yeah for us, like we price our services based on our experiences. So like we do continue our education through workshops, through practicing calligraphy on a consistent basis, like 20 You're minutes. You're trying to enrich yourself Yeah, too. 20 minutes to like an hour every day. Um, and then taking those workshops with industry professionals and pricing our work accordingly to the standards of um, our fields because, you know, there's nothing worse than undercutting like people in your own industry because it really just brings others down and it brings yourself down too. Like if you price your worth accordingly and then charge tax, like that's really what you should do to keep afloat. And I think it also comes with time though too. Yeah. Like, yes, it might've taken my mom five to 10 minutes to make a bag when we first started. Yes, now it might only take my mom, I mean, she does it in steps, so it's harder to time, but she can do it within about two or three minutes now per bag. But it's also knowing your worth from the beginning and the experience. And my mom has been a seamstress for God knows how long. She used to make my dance costumes when I was a kid. And so she knows what she's doing and being able to charge because of that. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you get what you pay for. That's the biggest thing, and that's what I was going to say. Like, if you're taking a photographer like Megan, who's, yeah, she might charge X number of dollars, but it's going to be worth it because you know what you're getting. You can look at her gallery and say, I love what she does. I love her product shots, and that's why I want to work with her because I want my feed on Instagram to look like as good mine, as Sydney's. Yeah, <laughs> because Megan does all of it. Um, but yeah, and so it's paying, or like with Ashley, like paying for design. Even I'm like, holy moly, like, yes, it's expensive. Like a website is expensive. But knowing, and even I learned this week, like Ashley was like, you've got to look professional right from the get-go. And I think that's something that even I'm still working through. I'm like, no, I'm not ready to get a website. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay for all the time that goes into it. I don't know how to do all these things X, Y, and Z. And I don't have the time, frankly, to be able to sit down and spend 40, 50, 60 hours on a website. But also it comes with the insecurity of me being scared that if I shut down an Etsy shop, what happens and will those people follow me? I think you could still kind of like use both though. Like you could use Etsy as more of like a place to host like a couple of your items, but mostly just as like a search engine and try to like target them back to your website because then you'll be getting the hits on Mm -hmm. the SEO and the Google standpoint and that will just like help you perform better Mm -hmm. because like I've personally gone to Etsy and like when I wanted to buy something from you it's so specific in in terms of like how you have to type in the shop name like this and that design co no space 
And it's like... Well, it's not even that. Like, our our Etsy is taken. Like, this and that design code is taken. Or this and this and that or something is taken. So we had to go to this and that. Uh, and so I yeah. feel like that's even hard for people to find us because it's so specific. I've scrolled through Etsy before just trying to find our bags. And it takes, like, 20 minutes just to get through. Yeah. God knows. you got to, like, really look and make sure that you can actually find it. Yeah, you want to make it, like, really easy for your tar- target, like, customer and audience to find their stuff quick. Yeah. Get in those purchases. So 2019 is the year that this and that gets a website. <laughs> and all my customers said amen yes (laughs) okay well that's a good segue into our next question so our next question is how do i build my own website i'm not tech savvy and i need a few tips and tricks so welcome to my life girl you're speaking my language well let me tell you there are a couple of really good platforms available now. Um, I personally use Squarespace, but I am... Um, it's really user-friendly. It is user-friendly. Um, and, and that's coming from your girl that does not want to start her own website. <laughs> uh, there's also WordPress and Shopify. Um, I've built a couple of websites. So for you guys who might not know, I kind of have a background also in web design and development. So I've taken uh, extra schooling and gone back for continuing education for website development. So I know the typical HTML, CSS, backcoding, all that mumbo jumbo that question does mark, not, question mark, question mark, question <laughs> mark. That's not English, <laughs> but I understand it. Um, but from a usability standpoint, uh, we use Squarespace. And I'll tell you why we went with Squarespace. We went with Squarespace because it was very drag and drop friendly, but also we had the ability to interject code if we wanted to customize some things, which I really liked. And uh, Squarespace is also great for being mobile friendly. So it's 2019, guys. You need to make your website (laughs) Who even has a computer even more anymore? Right? Like, 90% 90% of the time when people are on line, it's on their, their mobile devices, whether yeah. it's a tablet or an iPhone. So you want to make it really simple and easy for your end user. So I would say Squarespace is my number one. Um, it does cost a little bit more up front um, with the, the hosting and getting your package in, but it's nice that they have that e-commerce option and they have different tiers. They also have really great customer service. So someone is there to kind of like answer your questions and walk you through things. WordPress is also great. However, I've done a lot of websites on WordPress and I'm finding now it's kind of getting to the point where things start to break. Um, You load up a plugin and then you load up a theme and things just start breaking. So I would definitely go with Squarespace or Shopify if you are looking to to do your own website. Um, Also, Squarespace and Shopify is great from an SEO standpoint because it doesn't spit out what I call dirty code, like uh, some of those um, drag and drop builders like Wix. Sorry, Wix, I don't like you. Um, (laughs) I have a Wix website. Sorry, (laughs) Megan. (laughs) It's just not as uh, Google friendly. Um, And they got to change this year then. (laughs) We'll we'll get you guys going. Um, but yeah, uh, you don't need to be an expert. There's lots of beautiful templates on both of those. And it's very drag and drop friendly. Um, if you even need to, like you can always contact like your local uh, web designer or web developer. Or tainanashley.com. <laughs> There's also lots more available too. We don't have to do your website. <laughs> um, and then there's also a lot of help like just through like YouTube and like their uh, forums so like the Squarespace forum and the Shopify Shopify forums yeah I feel like one of my friends who was a photographer for a while literally did not know a thing about cameras or anything and literally started on YouTube and he is an amazing photographer and he started his website and just YouTube everything yeah so honestly if you want to learn something just set aside a day and you can do it 
Yeah. Or if you want to, you know, go that extra mile and not have to waste like your own time doing it, then, you know, outsource that to a professional. And there's so many people that would be willing to work with you. Oh, yeah. Especially as a small business, because I feel like we almost have a little bit more creativity. Mm -hmm. For sure. I hope that helps. (laughs) Okay, what's next? Megan? Uh, how do you increase your online presence organically? Hmm. That could be its own podcast in itself, really. Really? Yeah. Because there's so many different ways that you can do that, depending on how much time and effort you want to put into it. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like you really get screwed over with Instagram's algorithm. Oh, the algorithm. I feel like if you're an OG on Instagram then you are all right for the most part. Um, If you were pre-algorithm, this is something I'm still learning so much about. Um, But because we've been on for a little bit longer, I feel like it doesn't hit us as hard. Is that a thing? Am I right to say that? I'm not sure. The algorithm gives me such a huge headache. Yeah. So, like, I tried to follow it, and it just, it hurts my brain. All right, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on increasing your online presence organically and Instagram and Instagram algorithms and all that. So maybe we'll save that question for its own podcast. Yeah. Like I its own episode. Instagram's going to have probably a couple of its own episodes. <laughs> yeah. Because it's such a high way of, if you of want, networking and being socially present. Yeah. And, yeah. And if you want something to listen to now, if you're really frustrated with that algorithm, um, go check out um, Jenna Kutcher's podcast. Yes. I was just listening to one the other day about the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Oh, algorithms. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Um, sorry. How to stay strong about your pricing when dealing with friends? Oh. Well, I, I feel like I kind of brushed on that earlier. Yes. Um, there is no friend discount. And it just has to be that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They'll if, walk you, all over you. if you feel comfortable with setting a friends and family discount. Yeah, then stick to it. Great. Yeah. yeah. And set it at small, like 10%, 10, 10 yeah. 15%, 30 max. Or free shipping. Just ship yeah. their thing for free. Yeah. If you, or if you're service based, look at your package. So, say your main package is like $350. If you want a f- friends and family discount for for that, then you can be like, okay, your friends and family discount is going to be $25 um, off or $50 yeah. off or whatever. Like, like base it on obviously what it is. But. Yeah. And they still feel like they're getting something, mm-hmm. but they're not totally undercutting you. Yeah. Like so, make sure it's worth it for you. Yeah. And that you're not taking, you're taking a cut from yourself. Yeah. Like even for our brand reps, like we, we have a very specific way of doing what we do for brand reps. And I mean, that could be a podcast also. I feel like we're broken Mm -hmm. records when it comes to that. Yeah. But brand reps could be even a whole episode. I think it should be. I really do. Because, and you, you even are very like knowledgeable in that because you're a brand rep for yes oliver and i are brand reps for a whole bunch of different um small businesses we try not to overlap yeah like only one bag company and only one shoe company and like we we try to stay in what we would already buy yeah um i don't like to brand rep something that i don't you wouldn't 100% yeah. back. If I wouldn't already organically buy it or back it, then I'm not going to rep it because I don't follow it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's okay to offer a friend discount, but I probably wouldn't go any more than 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like not a friend and if it's like an acquaintance or just mm-hmm. like a random customer and they're wanting a discount, I say run far the other way fast. Well, I think also like it's hard too because like we have a lot of loyal customers. Mm-hmm. Like even you, like it's great because you're saying – you say you have so many bags already or something like there's a few people that I know specifically on Instagram that have 10 of our bags plus, you know? And so like for those people, I like to like, yeah, don't worry about it. Your shipping's free at this time or that kind of thing. But you shouldn't expect it from a small business because like we said, there's just so much coming from it. And I feel like it's the people that don't expect it that I'd rather reward yeah. for not expecting it. Yeah. Like a nice like loyalty 
type of thing. Totally. And I think that, like, for us, we put our stuff on sale every now and again. And I know there are people that will wait till the sale comes. And that's fine. Because sales are worth it. And I totally get it. And I would probably do the same thing with a lot of stuff. But with also in our in our situation, like, stuff is limited. Stock is limited. So if you don't get what you wanted, like, if you didn't get your mermaid bag, you weren't going to be heard about it because you knew that you waited. Mm-hmm. So it's that it's kind of like chancing it as well. Yeah, yeah. If you love us enough to pay full price and you want to get it first, then you'll do that. So yeah, because you only have so many yards of that fabric, and you're yeah. not going to buy more when it's done. So. Yeah, and there's companies like Dear Stella that only print one run of mm-hmm. each fabric, and then it's gone. And no matter how many fabric stores you go to, <laughs> I've had to drive to Toronto just to pick up Secret Garden before because it was sold out at every other store and I couldn't get it online anymore or it was too close to Christmas and I've had to just suck it up and drive to Toronto and pick up some fabric. So, yeah. Think I, of all these things when you're shopping online, <laughs> yeah. especially from handmade businesses. I think it definitely, like, depends, like, on the type of business. For sure. And the services. Mm-hmm. But definitely be nice to us. We're small businesses. (laughs) (laughs) And I, there's so many people out there that, like, would even pay more. Like, just love small businesses so much. Like, I have so many customers I can think of in my head right now, like, that are just so willing to support. And it was crazy how, and this is advice for small businesses, too. When I raised my prices, people took me more seriously. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People were willing, like, we started doing one of a kind this year, and I raised my prices, and I was scared, and you know what? There's so many people that had never even seen my product before and wouldn't have known that they were $10 two years ago, and now they're 15 or whatever, you know? And people were buying four, five, six at a time, and when we first started our business, we would get one, two, if we got an order of three bags, it was like so exciting and so shocking. This last product launch, we were getting people buying seven or eight bags in one order and then placing another order the next day and ordering another three or four. So like I literally had a customer buy 21 bags at Christmas time and that's all she gave people for Christmas. So people will take you seriously if you are loyal to your customers and are willing to like work with them. And Hey, if you want to buy 21 bags for me, yes, I'm going to give you a free discount. I'm going to give you a discount. I'm probably going to give you free shipping. I'm probably going to want to meet you in person and give you a high five because thank you. (laughs) So it's high fives. Yeah. It really (laughs) just goes to show that like, if you are willing to support us, yeah, you don't, don't mind paying, and you don't understand price. how much we appreciate it. Too. Yes, yeah. There's like that saying, that like meme that goes around on the internet. Like yeah, when you buy from a small business, the someone like actually does a happy dance. Yes, it's so true. We yeah. totally do happy dances. Well, <laughs> and it's funny too on Etsy. You guys probably don't know this, but when you guys get a sale on Etsy, it goes cha-ching. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And so every time it goes cha-ching, I'm like. It's kind of like so HoneyBook. HoneyBook, yeah. when you get a sale on HoneyBook, it's like, does this like a confetti thing and it's like, you got paid. It's like, yay. It's like a little happy dance on yeah. your phone, your screen's phone. And those are the milestones you want to remember too. Yeah. So, because then you, you see that like someone on the other end actually cares about what yeah. you're doing and believes in you and believes in your worth and your product mm-hmm. and your service and wants to genuinely support you. So, yeah. So thank you to all those people that support us out there. And thank you for listening. We had a great episode today. And we hope that you will leave us a review. Subscribe to this podcast. And uh, keep on listening every other week. And keep sending us your questions. Please. Because we want to do questions at the end of every episode. So if you have the smallest or biggest question, get send us a message either to our personal Instagrams or on the self-made life podcast Instagram. Just send it. Yeah. yeah. This ep- or this podcast is for you guys. So we want to be able to serve you guys well. Yeah. And if even if you're not a handmade maker or a creative in the sense of business, like even if you're just a shopper that comes to markets and has met us before and just wants to know a little bit about us, um, feel free to send questions like that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have a great week, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.